This is where our story begins, and this is where we determine, have you been forsaken to the will of the dice? Travelers, it's Sunday night. That means it's time for Will of the Dice to present to you, Strangers in a Stranger Land. I'm Tear the DM, the world's okayest DM, pronouns are he, him, and I will be your guide this evening. Before we begin, some quick housekeeping. First and foremost, we offer mature audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Basically, we say fuck a lot. Alice. Hi everyone, we at Will of the Dice do not encourage the use of nicotine products such as cigarettes, cigars, and vaping. Though some of us may be users of such products, do as we say, not as we do. Nicotine is a harmful and addictive substance, and we want all of you out there to be happy and healthy. If you are looking to quit or trying to quit, there are resources out there, and we support you in that endeavor. Thank you, Alice. Locke? Hi gamers, I'm Locke Clark, and I'm going to talk to you for a moment about our musicians tonight. Lovely and talented people who write and perform all the various music you might hear underneath us while we're talking as well as our theme song uh they make the show better they heighten the highs and they lower the lows and it just is better for everybody so uh, i'm gonna take a moment and thank them they are tonight kevin mcleod jeff farber Dwergar, and our very own patrick taylor thanks peculiar patrick Yay. All right. Speaking of Patrick, Patrick. That way. This program has been paid. Pardon me while I restart this. <clears throat> uh, this program is made possible by contributions to our Patreon from viewers like you. Thank you. If you should you like to contribute to our Patreon, please visit patreon.com forward slash W-O-T dice. There you will find more content, such as After the Rolls, a show where we discuss the current seasons of shows that are airing in the Will of the Dice series. We also have monthly merchandise drawings for our subscribers. Awesome. Uh, also, I want to thank all of you for the you bastards I got from last night. <laughs> oh dear, what did I miss? Oh, oh. <laughs> all right, that is our housekeeping. So let's do the introductions and get down on the get down. <laughs> Apparently Red has been replaced by a cat. introductions see i'm sorry uh, this one throws me off i'm not used to it's being me hi everybody i'm christina she her and tonight i will be playing sid he him um he's a very small tabaxi only like three foot six from tip of his ears to the tip of his tail uh but he has all the confidence in the world that he is the best bard and has no clue what is actually going on um and you can find me on twitter at tia Hey everybody, I'm Ren Matley, she, her. Tonight I'm going to be voicing Ray Laurie, also she, her. Ray Laurie is a five foot five siren. She is elf-like in appearance with sparkly pale blue skin, long curly black hair, uh, bright blue eyes, 
elf ears, uh, typically wearing a crisscross uh, style green top that, uh, that's cropped and skirt that sits at her hips and uh, ends just below the knee. You can find me over on Twitter at Ren underscore Matley. Hi, everyone. I'm Alice, the voice of Quinn, both she, her, the 5'5", five five, not including the top of her ears, um, Coyote Ardling, which is a anthropomorphized animal creature of celestial descent somewhere down the line. And she's just glad she doesn't smell like salted fish anymore. And you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Captain Cuppy Cake. Hi, gamers. I still am Lot Clark, despite my best efforts. Uh, and tonight I will be playing another Ardling. Uh, this one is a cat-like Ardling named Merp. Von Merpington. Uh, Merp is a, uh, like, as I said, a, a 5'10 feline uh, appearing Ardling who uh, has bluish-gray fur. Bluish-gray fur? I can speak, I promise. Um, is dressed in in garish colors of purple, yellow, and orange, um, with bright blue eyes, who uh, has revealed to everyone that they are a cleric of uh, a god that no one else has ever heard of before. The god is also named Merp. Um, and uh, I am a he-him, and Merp is a he-they, and you can find me on the social medias at LockUnruly. That's Lock with an H. Hello, everyone. It's me, Patrick, the voice of Aldoon Farthweather, a bard by choice. Aldoon is six foot tall, green dragonborn. He's determined to become a council funded musician. Uh, Aldoon just wants to make it back alive from this adventure. And I am a he, they. Aldoon's a he, him. And you can find me on Twitter at Peculiar Patrick. And as I said at the beginning, I'm Tear the DM, World's Okayest DM. And you can find me on Twitter at tier underscore the underscore DM or over on Blue Sky at tier the DM. Uh, as always, our safe word for tonight is porcelain. Should something arise that makes you uncomfortable, please use the safe word. We will stop, go to break, address it, hopefully come to a resolution and then continue. If not, we will end the game. Uh, it's not, I do not want to put anyone in an uncomfortable situation, although I do wish to torment you and I'm going to tonight. Uh, are there any last requests before we get rolling? Not the fur. Not the ears. I'm going for the face. It's a face fur. I have fur there too. <laughs> when last we left the party, they had been smuggled out of the city in crates of salted fish. They had made their way along a hunting trail, finding the Path of Shadow, encountering one of the native creatures there, the Dawn Stalker, a wolf that can only re remove itself from the shadows at certain times of the day. But this wolf promised not to eat Sid as they had the compass. The party rested in a clearing. They did allevi do alleviate yourself of a long rest if you haven't already. And decided to strike out the next morning. The sun shines down on the clearing, warming the 
mist away from the night, the warm jungle air bringing the tropical fragrance of the jungle to your nostrils. The grass is thick and soft. It is a beautiful morning in Estrasilian. Except for, to your right, the shadow tunnel and the wolf pacing back and forth, snapping in frustration. This is where we continue our story. And this is where we determine, have you been forsaken to the will of the dice? Your gear stowed, you are ready for the day. What would you like to do? I don't like the looks of the wolf. I understand that he has said that he won't eat Sid for the moment. However, perhaps we should be moving along. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think um, uh, beating feet is what they say. Yes, we should do that. Why would you beat someone's feet? That seems awfully odd. I mean, there are places that will pay you for it, but now is not the time. No, he's um, he's expression. Yes, it means um, move quickly. Oh, flick oh, okay. our tails. Of course, I understand now. And Sid's gonna lift his tail and like flick the end at you. <laughs> Quince is going to like tilt her head in confusion because flicking tail to her means annoyance, not moving fast. <laughs> All right. Yep. Uh Load up. Get moving down the down the not shadow tunnel. Yeah. All right. Marching order, please. Aladdin will take his spot in the back with his pipe already lit. Well, who wants to lead the way? Um, Sid will start confidently walking down the path. He has absolutely no clue where he's going. He's just going to confidently walk in the opposite direction of the wolf. Exactly what I was going to suggest. The person with the compass should go first. Oh, yes! it's it's That's totally it. And he's going to lift the wrong wrist and look at it. And then switch out <laughs> like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> uh, Merp will be right behind Sid. I'll take Ray up Larry. right behind Merp. And Ray Larry will follow. The birds are chirping. Life is alive and thriving in this Brazilian. Which is odd because in the outer reaches of the continent, the forests, these thick, lush jungles are dying. The belief is that there is too much taxation on the agricultural system and the land cannot sustain. But here it is untouched. It is beautiful. The path is easy to tread. But then you come to another archway. Um, would somebody else like to lead for a bit? What does the compass say? Can Sid get anything from the compass? You can try. 
Sure. What would you like me to roll? You don't have to roll anything. Okay. As He's you gonna... look at the compass yeah. before it is, it has the beautiful jewels around the outer edge and a larger jewel in center. There is a red light that is growing slightly brighter than it was before. Oh, yeah, the compasses were totally going the right way. A lead on then. Um, no, it, it says, though, definitely, definitely that not anyone with fur should be in the lead. Aldoon? Aldoon will just sigh and walk forward. I, I can't mm -hmm. I can't help what it says. I... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. Compass now talks to you. Great. It's just going to walk past you and through the archway. Stepping through the archway, the world continues to thrive. You can still hear the beautiful melodic songs of the birds. You can still smell the fragrance of the tropical flowers. But it is cold. You can see your breath coming frost forming at the corners of your mouth. You can hear your own heartbeat throbbing in your ears. I need everyone to please make an intelligent saving throw. Aldoon? That's a seven. Sid? Teen. I'm sorry? Fourteen? Merp? Um, five. Quinn? Nineteen. Henry Laurie? Six. Quinn? Maybe it's the bravado, the confidence of being a con artist all your life. You are unfazed by this. The rest of you become frightened. Now, normally in the frightened condition, you cannot move towards that which is making you frightened, but this is all-encompassing. So your footsteps travel on, but you are definitely afraid. You feel as if eyes are watching you. Perhaps another Dawnstalker, that ferocious wolf, or perhaps something much, much worse. Quinn will start humming a lullaby, which to her would seem perfectly normal, but probably doesn't help the others. Sid is going to try to get as close to whoever is nearest him. So it's probably either going to be Aldoon or Merp. And just try to make himself as small as possible, like almost hiding in their shadow. Uh, Aldoon will pull his dagger and have it out and kind of close to his chest. As he keeps Anyone. walking. Sorry. Does anyone else have that awful feeling like there's someone watching you from the surface? If you know what I mean. Like when you're under the water and you can feel somebody staring at you from above. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yep. 
Merp has never been underwater. As Merp says this, Merp's ears are flat and back. And their tail is like a bottle brush. Ray Laurie's looking around nervously. I do wish Reeve was here. Well, you're you're scarier than a shark, right? So we're okay. Of course. Mark wishes Mr. Pig was. This is a mm. type of man candy. No, but big strong arms for to hold, yes? Oh. Or to be held by. This is this is what Merp meant. Yes. Just to be clear, that is not why I was hoping Reeve would be here. He's so good at bashing things. Yes, yes, Reeve would be good too. Yes. Come on, y'all. It's just just the woods. Well, the jungle. And it's cold. It's fine. Everything's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, everything is fine. What if we walk a little uh, faster? That'll um warm us up, right? That sounds a good, a good idea. idea. Jeez. I'll do it. I'll pick up the pace. As you walk faster, your heartbeat drumming louder in your ears. Doo-doo, 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 doo-doo. And then the world will open up. The jungle before you. The fear melting away as you step into the sunshine. It is Gwyn's turn for the big stretch. That one wasn't nearly as bad as the other one. At least there was no wolf. Chase? That we saw. For true. Looking around here, what can we see here? You the you see the jungle growing thicker. Uh, it is hard to penetrate the dense foliage. The path narrowing to single file. Uh, do I still need to be walking up front or can I go back to walking casually in the back? You can watch our back. Uh, make sure that there's none of those wolves, right? And then Sid's going to like keep keep up that faster pace and, and walk on forward. Path is off the cozy here. Indeed. Uh, it's much nicer, though. It's like getting a hug from the trees. How long did they say it was going to take us to reach the camp? A couple of days. So perhaps if we're lucky by light, nightfall. Being in front, your short stature... You feel something brush the top of your head. Tell me, Merp, does a 19 hit your armor class? Uh, if it meets, it beats. You will take 
five points of damage as an arrow thuds into your shoulder. I need everyone to roll initiative and join me in Albi Rodeo. Blah. You will see um, two individuals wearing solid black. Their faces covered by masks. On the mask is a rudimentary drawing of an eye in crimson with fangs. They are both wielding uh, bows. Um, Merp, make a history check. Ooh, that's a much better. Uh, 18 and 3 is 21. Black and Jack. You've seen this symbol before. When Reeve saw the face in the window, when you looked to see what was there, there was frost on the window with this drawing in the frost. Okay. As the arrow hit, Merp um, makes a, a the sort of noise you hear in an alley at night from a cat, a yowl of pain, and then uh, looks back up and goes, Hey! Shoot the bastards that um, blew up Uncle Gabon's house! Alright. Uh, initiative time. Sid. 14. Aldoon. Eleven. Merp. Twelve. Raylari. Ten. Quinn. Also eleven. Sid, you go first. Okay. So, Sid's going to scurry up to archer number two. On the westmost path. Um, try to hit him with a dagger. All right, go ahead and make that attack roll, please. Oh, does a 15 hit? A 15 does not hit. Oh! You go to stab with the dagger. They use their bow to smack your attack wide. Is that your turn? That's his turn. The archer that you approached, unable to get a solid shot with you being so close, will reach behind them, drawing a uh, curved, almost like a Kopec blade. Is that saying, am I saying that right? Kopec? 
Kopesh, I believe. Kopesh. Thank you. Uh, and take a swing. That is a seven. I doubt that will hit. Thirteen. Thirteen hits. All right. That'll be eight points of slashing damage. Hey. The second archer will fire on Merp, or the number one will fire on Merp, and a 17 is not going to hit because you said your AC was 19. That is correct. Second shot, that is eight, so that's not going to hit. <laughs> I need to change out dice. I'm not using the ones Raph gave me. I need to go back to those. No, you don't. All right. No. That'll bring up Quinn. All right. I have a question. And I hope we have an answer. Would it be possible to move through the foliage, or is there not enough? It'll space? be difficult to rain, so you're, you will be half movement. Okay. And then. Doo -doo -doo. All right, then Quinn is going to duck into the foliage off to her right and try to sneak through about 15 feet. All right, make a stealth check. <coughs> ooh, stealth is, ooh, that's a dirty 20. All right. All right, is that your turn? That is her turn. All right, that will bring up Aldun. Uh, Aldun is going to pull out his sham and then moving about, if I remember correctly, this looks like it is 20 feet down the path. Um, getting to kind of like a crossroads area. Um, he's going to cast a level one thunder wave with his shalm honking okay. out a blast. It is a con save 14. All right, Sid, you'll have to make a save as well. Okay. No, it, uh, archer number one, not archer number two. Oh, I'm sorry. Never mind, Sid. Okay. That is a 19 on the die. Uh, they take half as much damage, so that'll be, uh, give me a second here. They take one point of thunder damage. All right. Is that um, your turn, Aldun? And that is Aldun's turn. All right, that'll bring up Merp. Um... Yeah, okay. Um that is um Merp is gonna cast spiritual weapon. Okay. Um uh and put it right in front of Archer number one. Wait a minute. Wasn't your initiative five in Rilari's ten? 
No, no, I was twelve. Oh. You were thinking very really intelligent good. saves. I'm there going go. crazy. Ignore me. Uh, cool. Just gonna make a small adjustment to that right there, and then uh, and then I am going to. Uh, so that was my bonus action. I'm then gonna take movement, uh, and I'm gonna slip around behind using the distraction of the spiritual weapon to slip behind it as me and my spiritual weapon are both going to attack this guy. Okay. Uh, so spiritual weapons attack is a natural 20. That will hit. So crit fail. No, crit weapon because it is a weapon. Sorry. It is technically a weapon, yeah. Normal crit. So the spiritual weapon does D8. So that's going to be 8 and 5 is 13. And 4 more is 17 uh, points of bludgeoning damage. And what does Merp's spiritual weapon look like? Um... I think, um, I think it looks like his mother's hand holding her rapier, and it's made of golden energy. All right, cool. Um, and uh, and then Merp is going to strike out with the actual rapier, uh, and that is going to be a uh, fourteen plus four, eighteen to hit. Eighteen will hit. The spiritual weapon smacking into them, causing them to rear their head back as you come in with your raper, scoring a hit, drawing uh, a trickle of blood. Yep, that'll be uh, 10 points of damage from my rapier. All right. Is that your turn? That is my turn. All right. That will bring up. Rilari, the smell of blood drifts through the air. You smell it. How sweet. How delicious. Uh, please make your bloodthirst check. Make a save against bloodlust. All right. Uh, DC you have set for me is 14. And I rolled a 15. You are able to contain the bloodlust. The you rage within, but you're able to hold it in check. For now. All right. Can smell that blood. Kind of close her eyes for just just a moment as she tries to rein it in, try to control it. Opening her eyes again, throwing up her hand, she's going to cast magic missile at Archer Two over Sid's head. All right. So magic missile uh, hits automatically. And yep. I'm going to aim all three darts at Archer 1. Or, no, that's Archer 2. That's Archer 2. Do, 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 do. 
So that's four points from the first dart, three points from the second dart, and five points from the third dart because it's 1d4 plus one for each of them. So that's 12 points of damage. So 12 points all together. The energy swirling, looking almost like the uh, the ocean, wreathing your wrist and flowing forward, forming into energetic tridents, slamming into the second archer. And that will bring up Sid. Um, as a bonus action, Sid is going to start whistling and use it for bardic inspiration on the Rilari. Um, so with for the next 10 minutes, uh, you can add uh, 1d6 to an ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Okay. Um, you add it after seeing the roll, but before you know the outcome. Okay. And then, as his normal action, he's going to try to stab with the dagger again. Uh, Archer number two. Right. On 18 hit. 18 hits. Yay. Uh, and he does a whopping five points of damage. Stab him in the calf. <laughs> Actually, you get him in the thigh, oh, on the cool. outer thigh, ducking under his blade, coming in with a reverse grip, stabbing into the outer thigh and stepping back. Archer 2 will swing on you, Sid. That is a 16. That hits. That is five points of slashing damage. There's a 12. That misses. All right. Archer number one fires at Ray Laurie. And that is a natural 20. Yeah, I think that one hits. It is a normal critical hit. Fourteen points of piercing damage. Ouch. Second arrow. Thirteen. Thirteen's gonna hit. All right, that will be eight points of piercing damage. Oof. And that will bring up Quinn. Alrighty. Quinn is going to take her movement and still be in the brush, basically next to Merp, because he's still where she was going to go. <laughs> and uh, she'll throw a dagger at, uh, at Archer number one, unless she needs to make a stealth check still. No, he's occupied. I'll allow it since you passed your last stealth check. Go ahead and make that attack roll. Five, eighteen. That'd be twenty-three. Wait, no. 
Yeah, 23. 23 hits. Please roll your damage. Make sure that you include your uh, sneak attack as they are in uh, engaged with a comrade. And you were sneaky. That is eight damage. Wait, no. The eight plus three would be eleven. Eleven damage. All right. The dagger sailing out of the foliage, catching the archer in the shoulder. They growl. <laughs> and that will bring up. Is that your turn? That is her turn. That will bring up Aldun. Aldun is going to run back the 15 feet to Relari and is going to um, do a bonus action at second level of healing word. Just kind of saying, it's going to be okay. It's um, everything's fine. It's fine. You're fine. Everything's fine here. Uh, you'll get back seven health. And then as a cantrip action is going to press the dissertation, clean the blood off of her clothes. Okay. And that is Aldun's turn. All right. That'll bring up Mer Von Merpington. Uh, all right. Um, uh, Merp and the spiritual weapon are going to attack again. Uh, that is Merp going first. A 17 to hit. I'm sorry, no. Hits. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't even add my modifier. It was a natural 7. Uh, so that will be 4 plus 4 is 8 points of damage. And then the spiritual weapon is... That is uh, 10 plus 6, 16 to hit. If it meets, it beats. All right. For nine points of damage. Archer number one looks rough. They are bleeding from multiple areas. Uh, it is... They are staggering a little bit. They're, they're not doing well. Raylari... While the blood was cleaned from you, it is still on the air from the archers. I need another bloodlust. Okay. Roll to five. It is all consuming. It is all powerful, like the force of the waves against the cliffs. You feel it thrumming in your soul. Your eyes blacken like that of a shark. Your teeth and nails elongate. So I'm going. I'm going to ask uh, because before I know how it went before, but I want to check: Am I attracted to the source of the blood, or just the first thing in front of me? The source of the blood. All right. Uh, source of the blood, I believe, was Archer 1. Archer 1 and 2. They're both bleeding. Okay. 
So it's not like one or the other. All right. Um, do I have line of sight on both of them or just one of them? You have line of sight on archer number two. Then I would assume that she would take off at a run at archer two then because it, right. they're the one that she can see. And uh, she will go after them tooth and claw. Please move your token. Sorry, Sid. She's basically going to like leap over your head and tackle this creature. Or chump to, anyway. Oh, this die likes me better. That's an 18 on the die. And we're doing it as an unarmed attack, correct? Yes. Uh, I only have a plus one, so it's 19. That hits. And... Oh, I know I wrote down what the damage is from her bite. 1d6. There it is. Uh, four points of damage from her teeth. As she How good it feels tears to stab it those teeth into something. The acidic iron taste of blood filling your mouth as you dig deeper, pulling a chunk out. Now here's a question. Would Rilari swallow the blood? I assume it's reflexive in this state. Okay. Please make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Remember, you have inspiration. I do have an inspiration I can use, too. <clears throat> con. I have plus five in con. So let's see what I roll. I rolled a 16 plus five for 21. 21. I'll make a note of that. Makes me nervous when he makes a note. Let me write that down. Is that your turn, Relori? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing else I can do on my turn, so. Tira makes a note. Yep. Ren makes a note. We'll all make a note. It'll be anarchy. <laughs> Sid, you're up. Okay. Um. Sid is going to try to make it through the archer's legs to get on the other side. So he's still attacking archer too, but kind of some space between him and Rolari. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like we love her, but uh, let's not be the target. <laughs> you will get to attack with advantage. Okay. Because the archer is distracted. Because flanking. All right, then that is a 24 to hit. That will hit. All right. And... Yeah, we're going to do that. Um... Woohoo, not 20. Yeah, yeah. All right, so oh. in tier bot, dollar sign. Oh, but I already, I already rolled to hit, so I hit the wrong dice. Oh. I oh. rolled dice afterwards. I know, I was all excited for it, too. Fuck it, uh, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. Do crit weapon. Okay. Oh. 
We celebrate Nat 20s in combat. <laughs> Don't celebrate them in saving throws or checks, but I celebrate them in combat. I will take it. Uh, normal critical hit. All right, so your dagger is 1d6. No, it's only 1d4. Oh, so it'll be 4 plus rolling your 1d4. Okay. Uh, so 7 plus my uh, modifier. Modifier, which is 3, so that makes it 10. You stab your dagger into the other thigh. Wiggling it a little bit for good measure. Archer number one spins, swinging their, drawing their blade, swinging at you, Merp. That is an eight. That won't hit. <laughs> that is a nine. <laughs> um. Now that this guy has spun to face me, Tyr, can I ask a question? Sure. You said I've drawn blood on him more than once now. Yeah. Everything look normal about that? It's black. Okay. Archer number two is swinging on Rolari. That is an eight. That misses. That is a nine. I rolled a two and a three twice, back to back. All right, Quinn, you're up. I mean, to be fair, she's kind of wrapped around him, screaming and sinking her nails and teeth into him. I, I mean... <laughs> All right, Quinn is going to throw her second dagger at Archer number one. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Nat 20. Say it. Okay. Nat I was going to say, say it. Say it for the people that are listening. All right. And that is dollar sign. Crit weapon. Yep. I add 1d10 to the damage. Nice. Nice. So, you get your sneak attack. Plus two d6s. This guy's so fucked. Yeah, he is. Wait, hold on. So that's... 6 plus 6 plus 10 plus 4. He's dead. Oh, that's 20. And that's yeah, just he's... from the base dice. That's not even me rolling the dice plus the yeah. bonus. He has 9 hit points. He's dead. If you want to roll it for shits and giggles, go ahead, but... Yeah. Okay, so that is another six, plus a two, plus another two, plus a four. So that's another ten, fourteen on top of the twenty, plus three more, which would be... Thirty-seven? Yeah, that'd be thirty-seven. <laughs> this is why I like playing rogues, like, y'all. You just you just you just threw a dagger into his on off button. <laughs> the next dagger coming out with precision, rotating in the air. It's slow motion to him as he sees the tip of the blade pierce his eye, driving into his brain, and he collapsed dead. 
Is that your turn, Quinn? That is her turn. Aldoon. Aldoon is going to take a second and just look at the carnage that is going around. He's going to sit down and take out his smoking pipe and sit there and smoke while everybody does <laughs> combat. As he doesn't see any room for him in either of the combats and Raylari ran away from him after he healed, the, healed her. So he's like, they got this. All right. So he takes Cutting the down, dodge action. Smoke, taking the dodge action. That'll bring up Mert. You're muted, Locke. Merp is going to uh, sheath his rapier and clutch his holy symbol uh, as he steps over the uh, the downed um, uh, archer and um, and lets out what can only be described as. A an angry hiss um, that turns into a string of curses in Infernal as he turns undead. Oh. Give me a moment to look at that. I, you uh, could read it, but I won't comprehend it. I'll have to look at it. I'll read it for the audience, though, while you're doing that. Yeah. As an action, you prevent your holy symbol and speak a prayer uh, censoring the undead. Each undead that can see or hear you within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw, DC 14. If the creature fails the saving throw, it is turned for one minute or until it takes damage. A turned creature must spend its turns trying to move as far away from you as it can, and it can't willingly move into the space within 30 feet of you. It also can't take reactions. For its action, it can only use the dash action to try and escape uh, for, from an effect that prevents it from moving. Uh, if there is nowhere to move, the creature can use the dodge action. It will dash. So, Tyr, I'll have to move Larry's token with the creature because I had already stated she basically like has herself wrapped around it. I'll allow it this time. Okay. I was just asking. Unless it's broken forever and is running away. I'm good with that too. Well, it's fine. And that will bring up Ray Laurie. Okay. <laughs> um, well, in her current state, she's just going to bite it again or try to. Do do do. Ooh. Uh, it was only that's only a ten. It sticks its dagger or its blade up, using the pommel to jam into your mouth and push your head back. That will bring up Sid. Um, Sid 
is going to take a couple of steps forward, like a five foot adjustment, and then cast Color Spray, <coughs> which is a 15 foot cone out. So towards Rilari and the archer number two. Okay. Um, I need to roll 60 10. Okay. I did not pull that many out today. What's is there a saving throw for it? Uh, it says I don't see a saving throw. Roll 60 10. It's the total number of hit points of the creature this spell can affect. Uh, Creatures within the 15-foot cone originating from you are affected in ascending order of their current hit points, ignoring unconscious creatures. So the creature with the lowest hit points is affected first, and then from there. Uh, they're blinded till the end of my next turn. Okay. And so, so roll 60, 10. Let's see how many hit points. Uh, yeah, I only rolled a 29. <laughs> I don't know about your archer, but I'm on 12 hit points. Yeah, you're you're blind. The archer is not. Being blinded, a creature can't see and automatically fails any ability checks that require sights. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage, and the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage. the archer with you being wrapped around it is going to try to stab you. I rolled another fucking two. Think that one misses. I just rolled a one. I figured with the face you made, it had to be one or the other. It goes prone. So attacks with it have advantage unless they're ranged attacks. Uh, yeah. It is prone. And that brings up Quinn. All right. Quinn is going to approach the dead body of Archer number one and pick up her two daggers from it. And that'll be her turn, because now she's looking around. Because she can't see Sid, and she can't see Raylari, and she can't see Aldun. And now she's confused. <clears throat> As you go to pull the dagger out of its skull, a hand grabs your wrist. I'll get you for this, puppet. And the creature turns into a swirl of shadow and dissipates. Everyone will hear the shriek that comes from Quinn, but I will spare the audience from me shrieking into my microphone. Aldoon. Aldoon's just gonna keep sitting there for his friends to keep doing things. I see him just sit there blowing smoke rings. Yep. 
he's he's just kind of chewing on the end of the pipe, thinking like this could be a an interesting song. All right, Murph. Uh, all right, bonus action. Uh, I move my um, spiritual weapon. Uh, is that? I don't think that's close enough. Can I only move it only thirty feet, right? Yep. Uh, oh no, I can only move it twenty feet. So I can't quite get it there. So it's by Sid. Um. Oh, I don't have anything. Um. Not a touch spell. About 20 feet. Um, so that'll be an interesting dichotomy of play, but let's see what happens. All right, so I'm going to take my movement. Uh, I can get over to here. Uh, and I'm going to cast Calm Emotions. Mostly on Rolari, but it's a 20-foot area, so like... What's the saving throw? Uh, charisma 14. Rilari, please make a charisma saving throw. Okay. Uh, let's see, I rolled 17 on the die. You and I have plus five. Would Rilari fight it? Rilari has felt this before. So that's the question is, would Rolari fight it? I should have asked that first. I'm sorry. Um, she doesn't like being in this state, so she would just let it calm her. All right. The uh, spell calming Rolari, the archer, you can't tell if it affected him or not. Okay. I was going to say, because it should, like, I don't know how it works with the frightened condition. Uh, but I, I would assume. Yeah, it says charmed or frightened. So. Well, he's laying on the ground with the siren on top of him. It'd be hard to tell. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just. <laughs> and that will bring up Ray Laurie. All right. Since I've been calmed and I'm on top of this creature, um, we're going to try inflict wounds. No, you haven't used your inspiration yet, right? Nope, I still have that. Okay. And you are I... blinded. And I'm blinded, so it's a disadvantage. But he's prone. So oh. that makes it an advantage, so it's a straight roll. Okay, so it's a straight roll again. Okay. So yep, I was I... ready to say that. I was going to say, so <laughs> magical inspiration. Sid's going to turn it into magical inspiration, and you can use your inspiration die is instead to add to the damage that your spell is about to do. Oh, is that a reaction? 
Uh, it's a special ability. I have to it's use those on your turn. I, but how do I use her? Because it's whoever has the inspiration. Oh, she's just oh, telling wow. me how it can be we'll used. We'll do some more research. We'll do some okay. more research on it. Because it says if they cast a spell that restores hit points or deal damage, they can use it instead. You you have to bestow it as magical bonus, magical inspiration ahead of time. But okay. I'm going to allow it this time. Okay, I, think I didn't know cool. that. I apologize. No, it's all good. What'd you roll, Rilari? 22. That is a hit. All right, inflict <laughs> wounds is 3d10. Plus it's a necrotic. And it's necrotic if that makes a difference for you. So I've got four, four, seven. That's 11, 15. Plus two. 17 points of damage. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Once more, the the waves wreathe around your hand the the sea beckoning the energy of the siren's call blasting forward it turns into black seaweed wrapping around burning into flesh as it does Sid, you're up So Sid is going to advance on Archer number two. Um, I guess just try to hit him. All right. Go with what works. Oh, but he must be distracted because that's only a 12. Oh, wait, is he still prone? Do I get advantage? He is prone. You get advantage. <clears throat> All right. Nope, still doesn't work. That's a 13. <laughs> Once more, the archer is going to attack Ray Laurie. Where's, where's my, my, my ref dice? That is an 18. Oh, yeah, that hits. Did, did he stand up first? No, he didn't. So it'd be with disadvantage. That's a natural 20. So the 18 will stand. Somebody's going to steal ten, those raft dice from him. That's 10 points of piercing damage. Oh. Does a 12 hit? Yeah. Yeah, it does. That's nine points. I'm down. Quinn. Quinn is going to take movement. To, just to see what the heck he is going on. And she thinks it might be just a little too busy over there for her to do much. So she's just going to stay at the fork in the road. All right. That's her turn. Aldoon. Keep smoking, keep taking the dodge. All right. Merp. Alrighty. Um, 
we'll get to that. Uh, I'm going to step up next to Rolari and lay a paw on Rolari and uh, mutter a prayer in Celestial and cure wounds. For five points. And um, bonus action, I'm going to move my uh, my spiritual weapon up and it will it will stab the archer on the ground. All right, that's with advantage because he's prone. Uh, that is a natural 19. That will hit. For uh, 10 points of bludgeoning. All right, he looks horrible. The golden rapier stabs into his chest. He screams in agony. Is that your turn? That is my turn. Ray Laurie. Alrighty. Um, so since she went unconscious, I imagine she's just kind of flopped on the ground next to the archer now. So going to use half my movement to get up. Okay. And... What do I have? All right. Um, I'm going to put my hand on my chest and cast Cure Wounds. All right. Mine's 1d8 plus 3. So that's, ooh, 9. 9 points of healing. Because Ray Laurie is still fucked up. All right. Sid. Oh, and then I'm going to move a few feet away, at least. All right. It'll be with disadvantage, but that will provoke attack of opportunity. Oh, even though he's prone. And, yeah, and he misses. He... Okay. <laughs> I'm rolling for shit tonight. Ah. It's, yeah, it's attack of opportunity, but he's still got a disadvantage because he's prone. <laughs> he's All just right. mad that I bit him. So, uh, Sid's just going to try to stab him again. All right. Uh, 18 to hit. 18 hits. Okay. So, that is seven points of piercing damage. He is literally gurgling on blood. Okay. Then I'm going to bonus action to weapon fighting and attack with the other hand. Okay. Um, but that's only a thirteen to hit. Oh, he's on the ground. I get advantage. Yeah, it's advantage. I? Yep. Stop rolling with that die. No, that was a ten. <laughs> so the thirteen was the advantage. Not used to fighting with the other hand. Sid Sid tries, but he didn't make it. As he is in his death throes, he strikes out at Rilari. That is 19 to hit. Oh, yeah, that's going to hit. Is he still prone or did he get up? 
He's still prone, so I rolled with disadvantage. Ouch. That is nine points. Yeah. Um, Raylari moved out of the combat. She's no longer in that space. That's right. She did. My bad. So he will strike out. I'll roll a dice. That's Sid. That makes sense. Wow. That's a 19 and a 20. Okay. That is nine points. That's a five and a four. (laughs) All right, Quinn, you're up. All right. What's Quinn going to do? Okay, that's about 30 feet. Eh, why not? Quinn will throw another dagger. Wait, no. No, the guy's still prone. That's a bad idea. Everyone is standing up around him. Mm. Quinn's gonna take the dodge action. Alright. Aldoon, still smoking? Still smoking and still taking the dodge. Alright, Merp. Um, the spiritual weapon, magical golden light rapier thing comes down one more time. Uh, that is 11 plus six is 17. That hits. Uh, for seven points of damage. All right. I need to check one quick thing. Uh, da, da, da. You're a cleric, I'm going to say it's divine energy. The creature bursts into ash. As we come out of combat. Um, Can I, before we come out of combat, because that was my bonus action as my action, I wanted to cast a Cure Wounds on Rilari. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Uh, And that'll be nine more points to you. Okay, now we can come out of combat. 
<laughs> oh shit, hold on. Discord's acting crazy. Give me a second. No worries. Talk amongst Discord? yourselves. Crazy. Never. It's not it. like it means something similar to chaos or anything. And as we come out of combat, you find yourselves at these crossroads. One body, a pile of ash, and its gear remaining. The other body missing. And let's go ahead and take our first break. So we're going to take 10 minutes, get our beverages of choice, our snickety snacks, and we'll be back. And we're back. Thanks so much for hanging out while we got our beverages of choice, our snickety snacks, and handle our business. Before we get back into it, we have a note from our partners in this. Locke? Hi, gamers. I yet remain Locke Clark, despite doctor recommendations. Uh, and we want to talk to you about our partner tonight, Red Panda Dice and Delights. Red Panda Dice uh, are fine purveyors of quality dice for all of your dicing needs. And those dice, they come with cute little red pandas on them, at least on some of them, on the 20s, on the 6s. The red pandas like this little guy right here, or like the ones that Alice is holding up. You can also get cute little plushies like this guy right behind me, little red panda plushies. They have a pocket on their hoodie. You can put stuff in that pocket. Thank you for being our spokesmodel, Alice. Um, uh, so if you want your very own dice or plushies or what have you, Go to redpandadice.com and let them know that Tear sent you. All right, Patrick, I first need to apologize to you. You were trying to get my attention and I missed it. I apologize. Now, please go ahead with what you had wanted to say and or do. Alduna looked down the path as he's sitting down smoking uh, to Quinn and be like, are they done over there? I think so. He'll scoop his pack up onto his shoulders, stand up, pipe still hanging out of his mouth, and begin walking to Quinn and then walking to the pile of ash equipment that everyone is standing around. Okay. Yeah. Sid wants to kick the the gear of the guy that turned to Ash just to make sure. And then be like... And it grabs you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably check this. What are we checking? The gear that's left on the Ash guy. Oh, gotcha. Just walked up. Uh, I'll check it. I'll do it all 
start checking it out. Give me an investigation check, Eldon. How is everyone? I'm fine, Ouchie. thanks. Mentally scarred, but other than that. Ray Larry's a... just gonna take a swig of water from her water skin, swish it around and spit it out, trying to get the taste out of her mouth. Sid's gonna be like licking his wounds, trying to get the excess blood off of him before like it triggers Rolari again. <laughs> um Mert puts a hand on uh Sid and Cast Cure Wood. What'd you get, uh Aldoon? That is a 14. You find 500 gold coins. And a folded piece of parchment. Said you get uh, nine points back. That's cool. He's no problem. Okay. Uh, he'll take the... 500 coins is the bow with the arrows still there yes uh he'll take those kind of strapping the quiver to his back and the, putting the bow into the quiver uh, pocketing the 500 and then taking the piece of paper and unfolding it and reading it it is a realistic sketch of each of you hmm. well that's whoever did this is an incredible artist. Um, well, and then he'll crumple it up and kind of toss it into the bushes. You don't throw away fan art. What are you doing? It's well, Sid's gonna go like run after the drawings. I need everyone but Sid to earmuff. As you scramble into the brush, you come face to face with a familiar face. Those big eyes, those sharp teeth, that hot breath, that wolf. Hello again. Sid's so going to do the like freeze up thing again and be like, um, hi, buddy. I should eat you. There's there's not much to me. I'm not a really good snack. But I'm not going to. Oh, thank God. Because you carry the compass. Yep, yep. Compass boy, that's me. Tell your friends I will be joining you. We will have a conversation. I you're, do not wish them to attack when I step from the brush. You're not going to eat them, right? If I wanted them dead, I would have killed them in the shadows. Okay. So you're going to hear um, Sid call out as he's making his way back. Um, don't attack! And then kind of like half stumble out of the the brush. Following Sid, 
is a very large dire wolf. A familiar wolf from the shadows. Um... Um, oh, well, hello there, pup. Hello. Is good boy? Is good kitty? I, I like to think so, Jess. I am Greyfang, keeper of the shadowed way. Shadow, like what that one guy just turned into? No, the tunnels that you've been walking through. They are magic. It is where multiple realms come close together. It is the veils are weak, and I guard to keep things from crossing over. Like the guy who turned into Shadow? No, that was a vampire. Oh, wait, vampires can do that? They that can do a lot of things. They also taste awful. You tasted its blood? It's a long story, but unfortunately... He will sniff you. You do not smell of the worm. Worm? Long story. I want to know why you're traveling my lands with the compass of Elden Raw. Um, we're just trying to save the land. Big howdy-do quest. Sorry, let me introduce myself. I am Aldun Farthweather. Uh, yeah, uh, we're genuinely trying to be good guys, good people, I suppose. And, uh, yeah, the, the one that you are standing next to, um, I guess the compass attached to them. And uh, him and uh, now we are following it to a um, like a work site. This is the trail that's not on the main road. And the reason we're not on the main road is because they're well, I mean, you saw these two people attacked us. There's more people that are trying to attack us. Sorry to bypass and trespass, but. Sid's gonna like try to bolster himself out and like stick out his hand. Uh, Obsidian Angui, I'm I'm Ichabod's nephew. I totally know Ichabod, right? The watchful are known to me. Yes. Yeah. So, like, he entrusted this to us, and then like we're supposed to go to the 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 tower and. Um, just, you know, make everything right again. 
Your words smell true. Um, Jess, wait, I believe I speak this language uh, that you are, that this one speaks. Jess, um, you are, um, you are a guardian. And like you, we, um, we are trying to do a heck and protect. Is, is right word, yes? No. No. But I will forgive the ignorance. We must talk. But first, we should eat. Um, Marp would not say no to sit down and meal, yes? Follow me. And he'll turn and start walking back the way you all came. Ladies first. Quinn will shrug and follow the, the wolf. I don't really see where we have any other choices right now. We need to know what's going on. And Ray Laurie will follow. Murph will and, also follow. Sid's going to be sniffing the whole way, though. He's still trying to sniff this truth out that Greyfang mentioned, but he'll follow along. Dalton will take his spot at the back. As you all reach the archway that was once Shadow, there's now a set of double doors. They are marble embossed with the Tree of Life. That's what I call a door. Too heavy for my taste. Well, I don't like I don't like marble doors. I like a nice, good old-fashioned wood door. You can kick it open. You can punch it open. Sometimes you can slap it open. Marble doors, you break your hand, break your foot. Like, not for me. No refinement at all. What? There's something to be said about a classy, simple wooden door. He has the point. It is harder to make a grand entrance by trying to, like, shove open some marble doors, because you can't really do that. But you, you, you dress up to the nines, and then you just... Not stalk. Uh, promenade in. Yeah, promenade right into the heavy door that you can't push open because it's fully marble. Well, but anyway. I mean, I, I can't open it, but I'm sure you can. Thank you for pointing out that I'm tiny. Merp walks up to the doors and attempts to push them. And they open. Well, he's not so bad. Merp's favorite doors have gap underneath, so Merp can stick hand underneath and paw at things. I want you to know that I love all of you dearly, but you are the strangest land folk I have ever met. And Rathari's just going to follow through the doors. As you all pass through the door, you pass through shadow. There is that moment of cold, that moment where your heart pounds in your ears, where fear tries to grip you. 
And then you're standing in a long hall. They are four fireplaces, one in each corner, roaring, crackling. There is a long table filled with food, exotic delicacies. Down home, soul food, high brow, fine dining. And sitting at the head of the table is a man dressed in gray, long gray and black hair, well manicured mustache, but those yellow eyes of the wolf. So it's gonna grab Eldun's like coat and tug on it. Hey, hey, this isn't like a Fey thing where we can't eat the food, is it? Excuse me, Longfang, is this a Fey thing where we shouldn't eat your food? Greyfang. My name is Greyfang. <laughs> Sorry. And Sorry. I am not Fey. <laughs> Sorry, just a, you know, cautious, overly sometimes. Please, fit. I don't mind if I do, you know go over to the table and sit down and start helping himself. Quinn will take a seat close to Greyfang. Would, would it be objectionable for Merp to say blessing over food? If you wish. And I will cast Purify Food and Drink on the table. Your magic will not come. Merp is disturbed by this, but tries not to show it on their face. Just pretends that they said grace and and sits there. I am Greyfang, Lord of the Hallowed. I am he of two hearts. I walk the world as man and as wolf. My brethren and I are charged with keeping the veil safe. When the others passed through, I figured they were perhaps waiting for you, but I did not know your intentions. As you see, the last that came with the compass sought to tear the veil and destroy my home. We simply wish to find a way to end the storms that surround the island. That smells of truth. So wise and handsome. <laughs> they will arch an eyebrow. Please eat. How long ago did uh, someone else come with the compass? I do not know how long in your time. To my kind, it's been merely days. But time passes different here as in the mortal realm. Well, I, uh, I don't know about everybody else, but I will uh, 
definitely promise that I want to do nothing of the sort of ripping apart your land or your realm, area, abode, habitat. What will you? Make a persuasion check. Twenty-four. That smells of truth. I like you. You speak plain. Try to be as both accommodating and simple to understand as I can be. When you're done adventuring, you should be a bard. That, ironically, is the plan. Too many of them try to use flourishy, flowery words and muddle the subject. We need more plain-spoken bards. Huh. Optoon, the plain bard. Nope, doesn't have that good of a ring to it. Uh, but I'll workshop it. That could be something. You could be Aldoon the Honest, she says as she's popping shrimp in her mouth, trying to kill the taste of vampire. Oh no, Al... Aldoon, the 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 anything isn't plain. We'll just just go with Al, Al, Al the Bard. Simple, direct, to the point. I think it's your brand. Well, I mean, Aldoon, the Dragon of Truth. Eh? Still too flashy, I think. I'm trying to keep it down. I'm not trying to. Look, y'all, I know this is not, like, exactly the exact place to tell you all of my dreams and aspirations, but, like, you probably know, I've probably told you, I don't... All that bard stuff that most bards want is too much. I just want to work in a council-funded group. We play at fancy parties and other events, and maybe I have six events a year, maybe I have ten. It doesn't matter. I just get to play music and hang out. Mostly hang out. That is a noble aspiration. Uh, around a mouthful of food, um, Merp says, Aldun the soothsayer. Mm, I kind of like oh, Kind of like a play on soothsayer. Jace, is that not what I said? Sorry, fish is good. Sid, noticing that nothing is happening to the other ones that are eating, will cautiously start eating. Well, no. The food is delicious. You can call me Al. I won't be your bodyguard or anything, but you can call me Al. <laughs> so, Grey Wolf, you said there was much to discuss. Yes. There is a war that has been going on for weeks between the Brothers of the Watchful and the Worm of the Collective. Wait, weeks, you call your time? Them, you call them vampires. Yes, weeks, my time. They will kill so, you to get the compass. 
vampire and worm are synonymous? Yes. Wearing that compass, you carry a target on your back. I would conceal it, perhaps. Wear a coat or something. Over this? And he makes his uh, glamour weave start sparkling. You want me to cover up this? Perhaps we can find you something tasteful to cover the compass with, darling. Yeah, like cover all. You know, he wasn't he just saying that we should be less show-offy bards and more straightforward blunt no, bards. I he think said, you should just you, you, in your simple directness, should just be a plain-spoken bard. And I think that's you. That's your brand, and you should stay in your lane. It's good. It's good. It's it's a great life path for you. I don't like your tone. I think you're making fun of me. I sense sexual tension between you two. <laughs> Aldoon's face grimaces and turns as if you, he has just eaten the most disgusting thing in his life and heard it through his ears. Absolutely not. I have known Sid far too long and I have no feelings like that towards you. Sorry if that's something that you've been secretly holding on to. Let me just squash your dreams now. I have never, nor will I ever, be interested in you in a sexual manner. I well, ugh, that was, I need to do you have a bathroom. Kind of, that was kind of blunt in, in a in a rude way. I mean, I've known you since you were practically an egg, but you, you didn't have to do it like I was poo on the bottom of your shoe. Like, I get it. I, I don't see you that way either. But you could have been like, oh, we're like buddies. No, you had to be like, ew, ew my stuff is going to fall off. Do you have a bathroom? I think I need to go be sick. No, no, you don't get to be that. sick. No. Trees, got it. And he gets, excuse me, and he gets up from the <laughs> table and goes to find a tree. Okay. While all while all of that's going on, Murp has gone into their pack and has found um uh like a vest from his common clothes, his spare set, and tears a long strip off and then goes over to sit in this may I see hand? Sid raises his hand. Not the hand with the compass, just the other one. Like, no, no, no. no uh, other one. I need to see, please. Murp cautiously help. hands it to him. And, and Merp will then take and wrap the hand and wrist like a bandage to uh, cover the compass. He's covered. Uh, Look, he's perfect. I didn't break my wrist. No one has to know you are not actually injured. You can play it for sympathy. Oh. But how do I read the compass now? Yeah. I'm sure it can be unwrapped when needed, darling. But just think of all the young ladies and gentlemen and others who will fawn over you with your injury, your poor little paw. 
He's gonna like cradle his paw to him and do like a little tentative lick. That might be a good plan. And he's not lie, Compass did hurt when put on, Chase. So this is his injury. That, 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 that's a good point. Hi hyperbole is the root of our craft. Well, unless you're Al. Root of our what? Sorry, just coming back to the table. Didn't just throw it behind that tree over that thought. Hmm. Holds his stomach. Mm, okay, we're okay. It's back down. Craft. Think you're muted here. If I may continue. Yes, please do. Frank, please. The, as you call them, vampires. Seek the knowledge of Elden Raw to learn how to bring darkness to the world. Or at least to Istrazillion. You must not let them get the compass. Where is it that you're heading? The Tower of Elden Raw? Currently, a work site that funded by council representatives so that we may try to find some form of artifacts that will help stop the storms. So you're headed to Yukawa? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will arrange transportation. That's so nice of you. About where you're at. If you move swiftly, they will be behind the lamb. We're going to ride a lamb? I've never ridden a lamb. No, uh, you'll be riding my brethren. I suppose oh. that means there's not enough time for us to rest. Time travels differently here. You may rest. And after your rest, we will get you to your work camp. You must tell no one of our meeting. I would just Mummy's word. I don't suppose I could write you instead. After dinner. She will get the most devilish grin on her muzzle. You mean sex, yes? <laughs> Very enthusiastic nod. Yes, after dinner. How All right, then. How wonderful for you, Quinn. Are there any cherries on the table? I do find I have quite the fondness for them. They are. She'll just basically go take the bowl and sit down with it.
You rolled a 21 on that con save. Yes, I did. Interesting. That wasn't ominous or anything. All right, so... Um, Thing. after this lovely meal that you have given us uh, should we like sleep here in this room or do we have other rooms that you may provide for us there are many rooms here you will um, be well accommodated cool 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 uh, also random question I am running low on Pipe tobacco. You wouldn't happen to have any cool, fun blend here, special in this area that you could possibly give me like a pouch of it to try? I'll give you some gold. I don't know if that's something that you would want. In I do exchange. not need your gold. I will give you tobacco. Thank you. Uh, that is really good. I sleep much better after that. I enjoy a good pipe, and he will look at Quinn. Especially after sex. Uh, I must say, um, um, Mr. Greyfang, you are a most generous host. And we are, um, all I am at least, apologetic that I thought that perhaps you were going to eat. I thought oh, about that, it. That, that's him and Quinn later. Um, yeah, mm, I think I'm about done and I, I, I need to go lay down for the night. Do you two wish a room together? He'll point to you and I'll do. Please, I literally just, I just, I just found the tree. Not again. You know what they say about too much protesting. No, I really honestly couldn't say that I have heard one thing about too much protesting if somebody protests too much i feel like you should just stop but that's just me you know very well i will let the deer lie he will howl the doors behind him will open and silver furred wolves will enter each moving to stand beside you they will show you to your room. Most gracious. Many uh, thanks. Merp. Yes. Would you be willing to stay close tonight, just in case? Oh, um, of course. Merp is happy to help. Oh, Rolari. Yes. Just as Merp could not feel his magic, you don't feel the lust. She doesn't, would she typically feel it when there's no blood in the air? There's always that undertone. Hmm. She's still a little paranoid about it regardless. Well, I understand. I just wanted to make sure that I got that out there, that magic doesn't seem to be a thing here accessible. We will share room. Mark will be gentle. 
I would hope so. After all, I bite. Can I casually get up and go? You all are led to your rooms. They are not extravagant. They are just... What's the word I'm looking for? Utilitarian. Serviceable? They're, they're serviceable. Quinn, you are led outside. And that will fade to black. Fun times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> That's not even the name of the movie. Uh, all right, if you need anything, Relari, just um, wake Mar. Mar is here for you. I do appreciate it, Map. I tended to stay close to Reeve because I always trusted he was strong enough to stop me if needed. Without him here, I feel your magic might be the best option. Chase, of course. And Merp will carefully not mention that he can't feel his magic and we'll find a spot and turn in a circle like three times and then curl up in a little ball. Rilari will make sure she's got herself cleaned up and then lay down. Awesome. We're being raided by Timbo the Wizard. Razor Metal, thank you. Fuck yeah, Timbo! Hell yeah, Timbo! <laughs> All right. Any other business that you wish to attend before going off to slumber? Yeah, Sid is going to try to wait long enough for what he thinks Aldoon will have smoked and maybe be sleeping and then try to, like, sneak up to his room. All right. Give me a stealth check. Uh, that is only a 13. Hmm. The sentries, the silver-haired wolves, definitely notice you. <laughs> he didn't but care you're if the at the door of his room. So Sid's gonna do the uh, try to do the paw thing that Burp had mentioned earlier, just to see if anybody notices him. Aldoon, give me a perception check with disadvantage if you're asleep, if not standard. He's probably awake for a while, so I'll say that he's up. That is a seven. Do not notice. <laughs> Lost in the good tobacco of the hollowed, it is a special blend of herbs and spices. That Sid is just going to curl up right in front of the door. He'll look at the sentries, and then he's just going to, like, put his head down and go to sleep right there at the base of the door. Okay. <laughs> uh, considering this is a special blend of herbs and spices, um, I think at some point, uh, Aldoon's going to get the munchies. Uh, 
and will open his door and then I guess promptly trip over the sleeping Sid in front of his fucking door. Just okay. fall straight onto the floor and be like, what the... Why are you in front of my door? Why are you standing on me? I'm on the floor. Well, that's a stupid place to be. So are... So is being in front of my door. What are you doing? You're right. I was sleeping. And he's going to promptly walk into your room. And go lay at the foot of your bed. Ugh. Like a, a bad penny. Just can't. Just can't. And he'll just say that to himself as he kind of stands up and brushes himself off and goes to find some snacks. The food is still on the table. He'll grab like a fruit bowl of some maybe a couple grapes and an apple and like a leg off of a chicken and a celery stalk and then grab himself a glass of water and head back to his room with his with his snacks and then he's did it there is just like you have your own room why do you want to be in my room He's going to give you the big, big kitty eyes. You smell the... like home? That excuse literally worked one time when we were seven. And we were at camp. Do you have another reason? You can say you're scared. It's like, we could keep it bard to bard. Like, you could say that you're scared. It's okay. I'm not! scared you're scared and i was just protecting you i'm i'm the one that fought in the battle i'm six feet tall there's not much things that i'm actually scared of as you sat there and smoked your pipe i fought big big tall vampires way bigger than me and i stabbed them and you sat there and smoked you're scared i sat there and smoked to stay out of the way Mm -hmm. It's usually the best mm -hmm. thing not to mm -hmm. be trampled underfoot, you mm -hmm. know? It's like mm -hmm. one of the ten first rules of being a bard. Drinks his water. Don't get underfoot. Okay, I won't sleep at the feet. And he'll crawl up to the pillow and lay across the pillow. <laughs> fine, that's fine. He'll just put his stuff on the table, take his bedroll out unroll it, put it on the floor next to the bed, take his blanket out, make it into a rudimentary pillow, put it there. Alright, I was gonna practice some sham. Is that gonna keep you up, or? Nope, you need the practice. <laughs> and he'll Thanks. paw at the pillow and walk around in a circle and then lay down. <laughs> Thanks. He'll eat his munchies and Practices shawm some because some special herbs of blends of spices have uh, given him some a little bit of that weird inspiration you get sometimes, and he'll play that and then eventually just pass out on his bed on the floor. All right, if there's nothing else to be done, 
Go ahead and avail yourself of a long rest. The morning will come. You will know it's morning not by rays of sunshine or the cheery call of birds, but by the hot breath of wolves panting to wake you up. Oh, goodness, darling. No, please. Oh. He's, he's up. He's up. Chase. Chase. Oh, goodness. Sid's going to jump off the bed onto Eldune and then <laughs> paw his way to the door. Okay, we're up. <laughs> Quinn is going to make a not-so-veiled innuendo about <clears throat> more rounds and then notice that it's not Grayfang. <laughs> What does Aldun do? Sid, why are you watching me while I sleep? And then he's gonna open his eyes and go, "Oh God, that's a that's a wolf face in my face." Okay, um, yeah, I'm up. Yep, I'm up now. Yep, just give me a few seconds there, fuzzy buddy. Uh, he'll roll so that the wolf is not on top of him anymore, and very quickly get his bedroll rolled back up and suited up in his stuff. The Lord of the Manor will be absent in the morning, but the silver-furred wolves will lead you with small tugs on pant legs or nips at heels to get your attention, directing you outside where five unicorns stand. Holy smokes. That, I'm a... We're all, those are unicorns. We're going to ride fucking unicorns. Sid's going to turn around and look at the wolves and go, okay, Al's okay, but are you sure the rest of us can ride the unicorns? Isn't there like a purity thing? They will tilt her head at you. Raylari, being a smartass in the morning, is going to mumble under her breath in Aquion about how she thought the only unicorn she'd encounter on this trip was Quinn. So sad I don't speak that language. Okay! So. <laughs> Aldun's just going to walk up to, like, is going to look at the silver wolves, look at the unicorns, look back at the silver wolves, and be like, so we're we going to ride those? Yeah. We're riding Oh, hell yeah! Hell dude's gonna uh, walk over to one of the unicorns very slowly, very calmly. His hands are outstretched. He has an animal handling proficiency, so he knows how to handle animals. Uh, he will be like, hey, whoa, hey there. 
I've never met a unicorn before, so I don't know if I should treat you like a horse, but or have more respect. I will give you all of the respect and treat you like another being. Hey Are there. you alright? Holy shit, you just talked to me. Okay, sorry. This is my first time. Sorry, first time meeting a unicorn. Hi, I'm Aldun Farthweather. Um, oh, the plane bod. Uh, sh sure. Yeah. I hope that doesn't stick. Um, yeah, uh, me and my friends are, I guess, going to ride you and you're going to show us out of this area? Yes, that's Hell the plan. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, um, may we um, mount, I guess, would be the proper term. Wouldn't be able to ride if you didn't. <laughs> Perfect. Well, here I go. And he'll walk <laughs> over one, kind of like stroke the, the mane. Like, wow really unicorn hair this is this is wild and he'll mouth the unicorn uh merp approaches their unicorn and and gives a courtly bow greetings i am merp van merpington it's pleasure to me they call me tony hello tony may i um climb aboard yeah yeah uh most gracious thanks and Merp will, will climb up onto the back of Tony. Question. Do these unicorns have saddles or are they bareback? They're bareback. Okay. That might make Sid have some issues. With shortness. Um, um, lovely unicorn creatures... Uh, do you got like a calf or something? I don't like, unless I use my claws and I don't want to use my claws. I don't know how I'm going to get up there. The horse will kneel. Oh, cool. Uh, or thanks. the unicorn, rather. Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks. And he's going to like clumsily climb himself aboard. Uh, what do I call you? Georgie don't talk. He's shy. That's a really long name, but all right. And he's going to, like, pat him. Hey, Georgie, don't talk. He's shy. No, no. His name's Georgie. He don't talk. He's shy. Oh. That makes more sense. And he's going to start murmuring to him. It's okay, Georgie. I'm Sid. And he's just going to start murmuring, like, lowly to the unicorn. Rilari is very carefully going to walk up to her unicorn and lean in from one supernatural creature to another. I don't have much riding experience. Be gentle, please. Don't worry. I'll take good care of you. Thank you ever so much. Is it all right if I climb aboard your back? Of course. She's going to assess the skirt she has on and then do the thing where you pull the front up through and, and loop the back around to make it like a pair of pants and then carefully get on the unicorn. Quinn is visibly nervous. Standing there very awkwardly, curling her hands and unfurling her hands repeatedly. Just sort of 
shimmying closer to the horse. Not sure how to actually approach it. Or unicorn, not horse. Now I'm doing it too, damn. Uh, Quinn, Quinn are you okay? Do you, do you need to ride double? Uh, no. Big. Don't know how to ride. Um. Just strong legs. Put your legs on either side. You'll be fine. How do I get up? The, horse, the unicorn will kneel. She will very awkwardly one leg on each side of the horse and just unicorn and just stand there. And as soon as you're in position, they all five bolt, running towards the darkness, leaping into an empty void. You will feel the soft fur transform to scale. You will hear the flapping of wings as you are riding upon dragons, transversing the skies of Istrazilian. And this is where we come to an end for the evening. With Quinn screaming in terror. I'm just closing my eyes and hanging on for dear life. I'm riding a fucking dragon now? This is literally the best moment of my life! All right, I want to thank you all for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed. I'm sorry to cut it short tonight, but my pain is just too bad to continue. The joys of chronic pain. Uh, we are going to take a moment to remind people who we are, where they can find us, and get the hell out of here. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Christina. I was the voice of Sid tonight, and you can find me on Twitter at Tiamorskaskula or on Blue Sky at Deadly Kisses. Hey everybody, I'm Ren Matley, the voice of Ray Laurie, and you can find me over on Twitter at Ren underscore Matley. Hi everyone, I'm Alice, the voice of the Can Never Resist a Pretty Face Quinn, and you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Cap and Cuppy Cake. Hi gamers, I yet remain Locke Clark, and uh, you can find me, the player of Mur Von Murpington, on all the social medias at Locke Unruly. That's Locke with an H. Hi everyone, it's me, Patrick, the voice of Aldoon Fartsweather, and you can find me on Twitter at Peculiar Patrick. And you can find me, Tier the DM, the world's okayest DM, on Twitter at Tier underscore the underscore DM, or Blue Sky at Tier the DM. Uh, again, I'm sorry to cut it short tonight, um, but I do want to remind you to be kind to each other, love one another. Remember that love and inclusion are the torches that light a path to a better tomorrow. Come join us and be torchbearers. And until next time, live a life to make yourself proud. We'll see y'all tomorrow. <laughs>